Hello friends, welcome back to the Emerging Stories podcast. It's been a little while, apologies for that. Uh, my laptop broke again a couple of weeks after it was fixed. Um, but I think now it's finally properly done. So um, yeah, this first season's come to a bit of a stuttering end, a bit disappointed about that. But here we finally have the final episode of season one. Um, it's a good one. It gets better as it goes along. So keep going to the end. And good news as well. I'm in the process of planning out season two. I've been in touch with people today, booking in conversations. So that's really exciting. And of course, for season two, we'll get our fellow co-hosts back in and we'll get back into the rhythm of reflecting on the conversations as well, which unfortunately we haven't been able to do on the last two episodes. Anyway, this final one is with Jeanette, who runs a youth ministry called Firestarters. Jeanette is just a real quality person, and I'm sure that's going to shine through in this conversation. And I just love the way that she's going about things with Firestarters, breaking the mold a little bit. And and I've seen firsthand just that this, this ministry bears so much good fruit in the lives of young people. So let's dive right on in. I hope you enjoy this. Let's go. Could you just start by introducing yourself, who you are, where you're from, what you get up to with your time. Okay. Um, so my name's Jeanette, Jeanette Gorringe. So I'm married to Andy and we have three children, um, just about nearly 21, 18 and 16. I um, haven't always lived in Wales. Um, I was brought up in Sussex um, uh, for a big portion of my life. And before that, um, we lived in Scotland, Cornwall. But before that, I was, I was born in Zimbabwe, uh, in Africa. Moved from that country to South Africa when I was four. Um, and then came over to the UK when I was okay. seven. So, yeah, I've journeyed and lived in... <laughs> Quite a few yeah. different places. So do you consider yourself a little bit Zimbabwean? Or? Yeah, it's, it's a big part of my roots, actually, um, my African roots. Um, I would say just because, I don't know, Africa gets under your skin. It's just mm -hmm. a, a, a lovely place. And, yeah, I suppose it is my roots. So I do, I do love that country. I've still got cousins and aunt and uncle and um, out there. Mm. So we have been back. Um, yeah. So you said you were four then when you got to the UK? Is it? Seven. Seven. Seven when we okay. moved to the UK. So, yeah, we um, moved back. Uh, my parents moved back to be nearer relatives and um, have support of family around them here. Yeah. Were your parents in Zimbabwe as missionaries? <laughs> no. No, okay. they weren't actually. That would have been great. <laughs> no, no, no. My... Um, my great-grandparents were missionaries in China, but my it didn't follow on in the generation after. Okay. Um, but my my mum and dad actually um, were there because of different reasons, work and um, 
my mum's family just moved around a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, my parents became Christians in South Africa through a radio, oh, um, right. radio post out. Um, and they were definitely seeking. And they just said, I think this is the time. We mm-hmm. need to take our children to church. We need to find out more. Yeah. And uh, so they, they gave their lives to Jesus in South Africa. Great. So, yeah. Mm. So could you give like a, a zoom through overview of your journey with faith and Jesus and yeah. all of that? Yeah. So I, I definitely do remember the time my parents became Christians. Mm. I think there was a marked change in yeah. our whole family. How old would you have been then? So about six. Okay. Yeah. And... Um, I I have a real vague memory. My mum has a quite a clear memory that I once ran into their room and I said, "Jesus has just come and he's met with me and wow. he was amazing." <laughs> and I didn't know much about Jesus then, but my mum says from that moment on you just never never doubted Jesus. Mm. It was like Jesus loves me. Yeah. I know I'm loved. Yeah, so um, we eventually um, settled in Sussex and joined, in, joined an Anglican church. Um, but it happened to be a, a church that had many people um, coming into it that were just so full of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. There was YWAM, a YWAM base just down the road, uh, which was hugely, hugely formative for me growing up because I saw all these young people from all over the world coming every three months who were passionate about God. And, um, um, and we also had um, something called the Bethany Fellowship, which was Colin Eichart, um, which some people would know, they would know he had a, a huge uh, faith ministry and um, there used to be sort of big meetings in the big house on the estate beyond our, our house and you used to hear worship coming mm. into the village. Um, so we used to join in with some of those meetings as a family. Yeah. Um, we weren't part of the Bethany Fellowship, but we we were part of that being a part of, you know, our journey, I suppose. Um, but a real big, big thing for me was having my youth leaders uh, were part of the YWAM base, um, but also part of our church. Um, an amazing couple called Lynn and Morris, who I can only say really, really spoke into my life in a very, very powerful way. Um, mainly, you know, I would say Morris at the time. Morris, the, the main thing I remember growing up in that youth group was every single, single week without fail, Morris would say, do you know, God loves you so much. And he used to just say it with that kind of real intensity. Mm. And um, say somebody saying that every single week mm-hmm. was quite, quite amazing. But um, I, I used to get off the school bus every day to the YWAM base um, from the age of 12 till about 17, 18. And I used to join in with lectures, wow. uh, work duties, <laughs> um, worship, prayer, intercession, for things around the world. Uh, I, it was just incredible for me. Mm. And um, everyone just loved me being there. 
I, yeah, I was invited on outreaches. I went on a whole discipleship training school outreach to Gibraltar when I was 17. And, you know, you're not really allowed until you're 18 mm. to go on um, YWAM things. And it was just because I was so, I was just probably asking, can I come, can I come, yeah. can I go on this? Um, and that was a very, very uh, formative sort of time for me, just growing and hearing God's voice. And mm. yeah, really, I'm very thankful for those those times. Yeah. It's funny, I mean, I don't want to jump ahead in the conversation, but I like hearing your experience growing up and how much I see you ref- trying to reflect that in Firestarters and yeah. what you're doing. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, maybe a, a quick run through, but how do you get from that period of your life to where you are now and what you're doing now? That, okay. That's the okay. Big chunk. Yeah, big, big chunk. Um I, I went to teach training college in Exmouth and Devon, uh, really always wanted to be a primary school teacher and um, yeah, always felt that was my, what I was going to be doing for mm-hmm. the rest of my life, almost. Um, and did teach for two years in Dorset um, and loved that time, but Actually, before I went to university, one thing I I wrote down in one of my prayer diaries was, one day I'm going to do something with YWAM myself. I'm not going to be this young one who's just tagging along. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do something with YWAM. And and I'd heard about something called, um, a course called Principles in Child and Youth Ministry. And whilst I was teaching, I just kept on saying, Lord... I know that I'm, I'm meant to be doing something in missions, you know, or something that is more than just teaching. And, I, and I'm willing to do both, but, you know, show me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I happened to find out that there was a PCYM, Principles in Child and Youth Ministry course, that was going to be running out of near Cardiff, um, and my best friend from uni days was in Cardiff. So it was like... Lord, could I go there? Mm. Could I go there? And I, I happened to have a Christian um, head at the time um, in this school that I was working in. And she, she, she basically said, I'll give you some time out wow. of this teaching job. We'll keep it open. Yeah. Go on your course and see. And... Um, I did the PCYM. Um, actually, that was quite a, in some ways, a difficult time. There was lots of uh, meeting together of people with different agendas, and and it was a small group. And yeah, God did a lot in that time. But I knew, I knew, I think I caught hold of youth work a little bit in that time. Yeah, very much actually. That was the main thing that I think God spoke to me on that course, and it was there that I met Andy. Um, not on that course, but in Cardiff through my friend's church that I started going to. Mm. So we, Andy and I, after we got married, we um, we went to New Zealand for a year. We then came back to Cardiff and um, soon after we came back, I was pregnant. Just before that, I got a job in a Christian school um, in Macken and... Uh, I taught there for a little bit of time before I knew I was pregnant. Mm. So um, I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but 
you taught my class right up until the year that I got there. Okay. So the class that I joined when I went to Wix, you had just finished just the year left. before. Okay. Funny, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's, that was a lovely little class. <laughs> I loved that class. Yeah, and I, I probably saw that as much more of a long-term position. But um, so, Tom, you probably you don't you might have been sort of told to you, but you would have been so young. So I, I lost that baby soon, just soon after yeah, he was no. born. So um, uh, Noah was born full term, just amazingly chunky, lovely baby, but it was complications at the birth. And mm-hmm. um, so we lost that baby. And I actually had given up my position teaching there because I thought right. I'm going to be a full time mum. Yeah. And um, so it was a, a really difficult time, but also... A time in my life where I, I think God drew near, had to work through just disappointment and a what next and where, why and mm-hmm. where are you, Lord? But, uh, you know, the thing that I was not going to have taken from me and robbed from me was faith. And I had really believed for, in faith for my son Noah to to come through 23 minutes after being born he breathed and then he was on a life support machine and for eight days we prayed in faith mm. and I am so thankful for those eight days of seeing him amazingly pink amazingly just lovely drawing near to him smelling him being with him um but also eight days of really really believing in faith and throwing it all God and trusting him and I have a understanding of heaven I think through Noah that actually eight days is an amazing amount of life to touch lives you know and as much as 80 years and I I I know I'm going to see him again mm. and I have a real faith in that and I know that I actually did all that I was supposed to do yeah. in that time and that's, I, I really did know that. Yeah, moving on from that, um, I was actually asked soon after that to take on the children's work um, in our church. Somebody okay. had stepped down. And some might have thought, what? They're asking her to take on the children's work when she's you know, in this place of grieving. Well, actually, it was the best thing for me because mm. I I had to dig deep for God's heart and vision um, for it and, and actually know that that is what God was asking of me at that time. And it did feel, I did, I did know it was the right thing to step into that. I started going and attending a mums and toddlers group that I, I became, came leader of, um, helping lead. And I did that for 18 years. Wow. 18 years of sewing into real young babies, young ones, toddlers and mums. And I absolutely love that. Mm. That's just um, a real passion of mine is to sort of, I think it was the marrying together of um, families coming into the church and just having a, 
being able to have a voice into sort of saying your child is so loved by God, you are loved by God. Prayed for many, many, many mums and children over those mm. 18 years. Um, yeah, really enjoyed it. Great. And how did you come to start Firestarters? What is Firestarters? <laughs> Firestarters is um, a youth ministry that um, was actually started in Scotland in... 96, uh, 1996, um, by my old youth leader, okay. Lynn, who, Lynn and Morris. Mm-hmm. So Lynn um, started that ministry in Scotland uh, because she really desired to see her children grow uh, in passion for Jesus, but not just be this sort of once a year big climax thing but something throughout the year so I actually went to some of her first meetings in 97 when I was doing this PCYM Mm -hmm. because I went up there to be part of a sort of it was a wee friends nursery up there Christian nursery and I was just drawing on all their um, experience to be yeah setting up a nursery, <laughs> mm. which I haven't shared about, um, but it's another story. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so I caught, I definitely caught hold of something when I went and visited uh, Lynn in 97. I caught hold of seeing a mass group of young people really passionate for Jesus and having a heart for going out of the building. Uh, that was a big thing for me when I when I experienced that that was way before God started speaking to me Mm. about it myself and a whole you know whole journey um so I'd had my three children they'd all started school I'd actually stepped into being an artist (laughs) another part of me I've only really stepped back from being an artist in the last sort of four years as Firestarters has moved into a new place yeah so Firestarters um here is a is a real journey for me so on a significant birthday I probably can say on my 40th birthday I I remember just going on a walk and saying to the Lord I have so much longing for so much more and and I shared my heart for what I wanted for young people. These young people that had been in my church children's work and were leaving me. And I was seeing them sitting sometimes in the back of church on their phones. Mm-hmm. And it just broke my heart often. And I didn't want that for my own children. I didn't want that for them. And uh, a, f- a few months after my 40th birthday, um, I felt God say, look up into that tree that you were standing under uh, when you spoke to me about your heart for young people. And I looked up and it was a sycamore tree and it was absolutely laden with seed, laden with seed. And he said, I'm going to call, I've called you to see seed being flung wide Hmm. in this nation. And I want you to trust me that I'm going to lead this forward. And what I have prepared for you, you won't have to strive in. You won't have to 
make things happen you won't have to promote yourself I will bring people to be with you in this mm. um, and I had no idea what that was no understanding whatsoever obviously wrote it down in my prayer journals and 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 sort of started sort of processing well is it to do with youth because I that's my that's the burning thing in my heart yeah um there were over the next few years I would say I can sort of look through my prayer journals I can see how God was sort of aligning me at different times to have different words spoken into me that would sort of just prepare me for what was coming so um I have a I have somebody just turned 80 who is one of my best friends um mum who I often go and see and we've never had a formal mentoring and she would say no we're, we're mm-hmm. not mum mentoring I'll just come alongside you and I will will speak into your life at different times yeah. and I remember um she I was in her kitchen in about year 2014 and she she said I have a really strong picture it was very strange of you at a turnstile and um and the toilets are beyond and you just need to get pushed through that turnstile and get to the toilets beyond and she said there's something that you have a real passion for and you're going to have to you're going to have to just push some doors Mm. soon to get there for the thing that you're passionate about what are you passionate about? And I, I knew immediately it yeah. was young people. Um, and I knew that that was actually a clear word that to sort of start pushing. Um, I also went to a prophetic uh, worship conference where I was exhibiting some of my paintings. And, and I went to their conference and they did prophetic appointments, which was basically to sit with some people who were willing to prophetically listen for someone. And... It was an incredible word for me um, that someone brought. It was just the fullness of so many things that God showed me, showed them about me and my giftings and my heart. But one of the lines he basically shared was, um, get ready to, there's a wave coming. Get ready to ride that wave with youthful enthusiasm. Mm. Now, my favorite thing of all is to go bodyboarding. That's my favourite pastime, my favourite <laughs> thing to do, is to catch a wave on uh, bodyboarding. Um, and it really spoke to me, but it was the youthful th- enthusiasm as well. Anyway, that summer, I, I, I really felt to ring Lynn and ask her if there was any opportunities to sort of join her with Simeon and a few of his friends to go and, you know, be with her and do something with I think you're doing youth you're still doing the youth work I hadn't really had a huge amount yeah. of contact with her and and she said oh yes we've got um a mission this summer to the Commonwealth Games here in Glasgow and yeah. would you like to bring a team of young people with you <laughs> and um I said yes I would love that and I gathered Simeon and and a few quite a few of his really good friends uh, who were around about 14 and um, 13, 14. And um, we went up to the, the Commonwealth Games, joined in a Firestarters youth mission to the Commonwealth Games. And it was life-changing mm. for those boys. Absolutely life-changing. They, I can just, 
I mean, I can see them. They were sharing their faith out in the streets in a way I hadn't hadn't seen mm-hmm. um, young people doing. Apart from my times with YWAM, where I sort of did that as a young child, you know, younger yeah. child. And I remember thinking, this is this is what I would love. I'd love to start sort of stepping in for youth. Yeah. So Lynn, Lynn actually just knew that God was stirring something in me and knew that I think she'd had me on her heart for quite a while to, to say, Jeanette, is this something you're, mm-hmm. you might start yeah. um, down in Wales? She had not known all the process of what God yeah. had been saying over the last sort of four years over me. It's yeah. funny how things build, isn't it? Yeah. Often it takes way longer than we wish it would. Yeah. But then it all kind of comes to a head yeah. and God just moves us into whatever the thing is. And yeah. Yeah. One of the things that's really encouraged me whenever I've dropped in at fire starters or whatever is that getting outside the walls and mm. being out on the streets and um, blessing people, praying for people. Um, because I think so many adults yeah. would find that super intimidating. Yeah. Understandably. But to at like such a young, formative age mm-hmm. to be, yes, yeah, starting to kind of use those muscles mm-hmm. yeah. is is great. I was reading a book at the start of the year called You Are What You Love by a guy mm-hmm. called James K. Smith. And he talks about, uh, well, there's a chapter in there where he's talking about young people in mm-hmm. in the church and how often in a desperate attempt to keep them in the church, we just try to entertain them. Yeah. And to make things as fun. yeah showy and fun and whatever, mm. um, and I think there's a place for that, you know. Oh, but yeah, yeah. But he talks about actually what's going to keep them connected to Jesus is practices that form them, yeah. Um, yeah, into the kinds of people who are disciples of Jesus. And I think when I think of fire stars, yeah, these are practices that are shaping the young people into particular mm. kinds of people. Yeah who they'll continue to be long mm. after they find mm. church showy or fun or entertaining yeah. anymore, you know? Yeah. So, I, yeah. So I, one of our core values is boldness to share our faith, mm. which, yeah, w- puts a lot of fear in a lot of people, that yeah. boldness to share, boldness even, to share our faith. Yeah. And um, some people would have always said, Jeanette, you're an evangelist. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really never have said, over myself I'm an evangelist I would just say I love Jesus and don't you share what you love I mean anything I love everyone knows this anything I love down to slow cookers I tell everyone mm-hmm. why don't you use a slow cooker and it's the most amazing thing mm. <laughs> you know it saves time but if we love Jesus won't we share him and it's a challenge to young people do I know Jesus and will I share him? So, yeah, one of our, one, something we do in Firestarters is we, on most gatherings, we will take the young people out of the building and we will, we will get them sharing with people, praying into um, the town. Or it is, it is about just celebrating stepping over a chicken line mm. uh, when we go out, not necessarily that we've, um, we've seen amazing conversations or we want to and we want to see people hear about Jesus but that you will actually say Jesus you are so important to me I want to share you is 
is so vitally more important than than success in seeing someone well we'd love to see people become christians but yeah it's um i think i mean one one young person even said to me this last saturday um coming to fire starters has made jesus alive to me Hmm. and i said what's what's uh what's a big part of that and she said it's been going out and she's 11 Hmm. she said it's been going out on the streets i know she was petrified petrified um two fire starters ago and even the last fire starters and i said so something changed on the last fire starters isn't it and she said yeah because i just um i started to really really love the people that i was going to actually talk to Mm. um and i i thought yeah that's what we talk about we've got to take a love for people out on the streets and that's enough when you love people god will give you the encounters he'll give you those people and -hmm. they will come to you as well as you go to them yeah so yeah i'm really passionate about that Mm. and i do we do press into that a lot yeah so, I mean, this is rewinding a little bit, but could you give us an idea of practically, functionally, what does Firestarters look like? How often does it happen? What do you do? Firestarters here in Wales um, uh, meets monthly and uh, we we meet on a Saturday and uh, once a term there'll be a weekend um, and the majority of them are a day, so a two till nine. Mm-hmm. So it's giving a lot more space and time to be able to go out in the midst of worship, um, prayer and intercession, um, family group times. We have family groups. We split them into sort of what we call family groups. I'm always wanting to build a sense of family in Firestarters. Mm-hmm. Um, these young people come from all denominations, from all over, um, you know, a radius of about 50 miles from Cardiff, some people. Mm-hmm. So some of them don't know each other. So we're building family, we're building connection. Um, we're saying that Jesus is why we're here um, and we want, to, we want to get to know him better. We want to... Uh, grow to hear his voice we love the word of god when people come and speak to us we value them we we you know i always say get your notebooks and pens out because we want to value what they say they've brought something Mm. today so um yeah we go after you know real like honoring of people Mm -hmm. um i'm just always amazed um by how quickly a young person sort of fits into our ethos really uh, and what we are and we don't have a huge amount of problems with misbehavior or Mm -hmm. mucking around they just I don't know it's just they they see that others around them are are actually really passionate for God and they they kind of go after that themselves it's like standing in a river you know it's hard to resist the flow when everybody's going the same direction yeah (laughs) 
So you mentioned earlier that boldly sharing our faith is one of your values. Have you mm. got a list of values? They're not. There's not a huge. There's not a huge amount. Um, there's four main ones. Um, so we have passion for God. That's through sort of worship, um, spending time in the Word, just having a real commitment to relationship with Him in prayer, mm-hmm. and what that looks like. So pursuing that and and speaking into relationship with God I think sometimes relationship with God is spoken about but not unpacked and not how do I do that as a young person what Mm -hmm. does that look like so we go after that a lot yep boldness to share our faith a commitment to each other so that's probably that sense of being part of a real family yeah we also um as a big uh, as one of our core values is releasing young leaders to lead. Hmm. So we. I was going to ask about that. Yeah. So we we are always wanting to raise up um, amongst all of them. So all of them have the Holy Spirit living within him, and there's not a junior and senior Holy Spirit. So we are we are always modelling that fact that actually, when you come into fire starters, don't think it's just leaders doing everything and ministering and serving in in every way Mm -hmm. you are part of this family so we you know we do clear-ups together we we really sort of value just speaking into each other's lives um in ministry time as well Mm -hmm. get praying around your friends and get listening to what god is saying and that whole thing of the microphone is not just for the leaders. It, you know, if there's something you really feel that God is doing in this place or to share a prayer or a, you know, a word of healing, let's let's get up and share yeah. it. And, you know, we've, it's just modeling that place of, yeah. of servant leadership. And that's been an awesome privilege, actually. Um, my little band of probably five young boys that I took up to, Fast artists in Scotland were some of my most, you know, the early leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're all incredible young guys, mm. really passionate and following Jesus and leading. Um, yeah. How old are they now? So they're all turning 21 mm. this year. That's great. Could you tell us one or two encouraging stories? Yeah, Um Probably the the stories I have most of that I am so excited about has been when we've been going out, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, So I always remember um, one of one young girl who it's often when they don't believe that they actually hear from God themselves, you know, like others do, but I don't. And you're always trying to say, you know, not trying to say you're sharing that actually they they do hear from him. You do hear. You are one of his children. He loves to speak to you. Um, so one girl particularly, I would say, you know, was just starting to sort of believe that she heard from God. But we, we did something called treasure hunting quite a bit going out. So we, before we go out, we listen for people we're meant to meet. Um, so it might be things about them, places that we're meant to sort of hang around for a little bit and, and then wait on some of those descriptions or things about people. And we, we're looking, when we go out, we're always, I'm just trying to get them, wherever they go, that they start seeing people yeah. with through God's eyes. And so this um, 
this girl had a a picture of somebody carrying a guitar and she also had the name I w- I might get this wrong so let's say it was Sam mm. I I can't remember what the name was but um they went out on the streets and there was a guy holding a guitar on his back and um they did approach him I always say you know you don't have to but if you will you will probably um recognize that actually god set you up mm-hmm. and that he wants you to say something into their lives um and uh we always say you know we're doing a really fun thing today it's it's called a treasure hunt and people are the treasure and i had down on my piece of paper look here it says you know i'm gonna see somebody with a guitar on their back um and so i just want to say that you know god really really loves you so she shared that she said mm. you know god really loves you what's your name sam no way and uh she showed him and she was blown away yeah. as much as he was uh that day mm. that actually god really loved him and i suppose her she did she did what she was meant to do was to yeah. share god's love and i don't know how that encounter for him would have marked him mm-hmm. but i'm sure it would have but it certainly did for her it was that place of yeah. I do, I do hear. Yeah. Another that I do know I have a bit more permission to share because we've shared this many a time at times where we have gone out is um, one of our young girls who has come right through Firestar. She's one of my 18-year-old leaders now. Right almost when she first came, um, we went out on the streets and we did another, this is another treasure hunt. We don't always do treasure hunts. There's loads of things we do as creative ways of sharing our faith. Mm-hmm. But this day, um, she was part of a, a group and they decided that they would write down the directions of of where they were going to go, which mm. is quite a new, unusual. And, you know, you're just sort of like, okay, well, actually, Lord, you directed uh, people in the Bible. So they did this and it was a rugby day in in the city center of cardiff huge amounts of people hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people and uh this girl comes from a broken family um so she lives with her mum and and siblings um and not her dad but her dad is somebody that she really has been praying for Mm. and longing for her dad to to know jesus anyway so they get to the end of all their directions and sitting in front of them on a coffee table or having a beer actually um was her dad and she knew that god brought her to Mm. her dad to share that he was treasured by Mm. god and god loved and she she said that broke that she is bold as anything and Mm -hmm. she's actually applying to go to the message um in manchester next Mm -hmm. year to do their evangelism academy she was ignited in her desire to share jesus by that day Mm. Um, i can honestly say that because she is bold as a lion yeah in in her sharing on her social media amongst her friends she's had lots of backlash but she's also had lots of good things Mm. go on and she shared with her dad that day so good yeah yeah. It was amazing. And you just got to think, like, I'm sure God loves that. Just the yeah. heart and yeah. young people, I don't know, running with things and 
we, I don't know, I guess we get very sensible about things sometimes, you know. Yeah. But I'm sure the Lord just loves, like, their simplicity, their mm. childlikeness, the willingness to take him at his word and yeah. take a risk. And Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. So, yeah, in a room before we go out, it's always, it's literally thick with fear. <laughs> and I don't like that. Um, and I always dispel that saying, you know, you do not have to do anything, yeah. but we are going to go and we are going to make room for God to make things available for us mm. to speak into some people's lives today. So so what does the room feel like when everybody gets back? It's always electric. Mm. It actually always is. It's always got this element of, I, I spoke to someone, I saw somebody with a red coat and I went up to them and I and I told them that mm. God loved them. Um, and I prayed for healing for somebody with because they had something wrong with their wrist. Actually, another story, and this actually was somebody that you know um, in a youth group you used to lead who, who was propelled into a place of realising that God used him. Mm-hmm. And he, he's left us now because he's... 19 and um he he had a real heart he would say i really really want to see people healed and i really feel i want to step out in healing and so he and treasure hunting he would listen for you know he would say lord are there people that need healing mm. and he wrote down this is when he was quite a bit younger he wrote down um somebody with something wrong wrong with their wrists and um we in this group, I happened to be in this group with him and um, and we stood outside Boots and a, a friend of mine went past. And so I stopped and spoke to her and um, this young lad was right by, by me. And we started speaking and she started telling me about her sister who had uh, was not able to do her cleaning job because of her wrist. And it was really, really painful. And she hadn't been able to work and it was, you know, she was not paid. This young lad said, I, I, I had a word about healing of, of wrists and God wants to heal your sister's wrist. And um, Ashley, do you know what? The sister was there. I remember now, sorry, the sister was there. And so we prayed for her sister's wrists. And um, I know because I see this, uh, I see the sister, the one who didn't have the wrist one problem, see her regularly. And she said, ever since that day, her wrist has not, Mm. uh, she hasn't had problems with her wrist. Now, that impacted that young person hugely. And he is now training to be a doctor, (laughs) but is, um, just has a passion for, just uh, for prayer, for healing. Yeah. In people's lives. Yeah. So great. Yeah. So last question. Um, When you think about in, 10 years time, 15 years time, 20 years time, what do you dream will be the legacy of Firestarters? Um, That's a good question. I I, I still always think of the one (laughs) in Mm. me. um, And I, I do long for individuals that God brings to Firestarters to come into a vibrant living relationship with God that goes on into the rest of their lives. Mm. That is actually my 
absolute longing and it's about the ones or twos um I mean I've got leaders with me who dream much bigger dreams than me sometimes of fire starters going right across Wales and the be fire starters teams in different parts of Wales I'd I'd love that and I can honestly say if God wants that to happen he will he will make that happen mm-hmm. and I will have the means and uh heart to sort of carry that as somebody who sort of models it and yeah leads that but yeah um and then into England because there's no fire stuff in England yet so okay. yeah um I do yeah I just I I know that a young person who catches hold of this, I think, um, is going to carry that into how they minister and where they minister in, in other times in their lives because because they realise that when we're in a worship time, it's not it is about giving our worship to God, but it's also about thinking about others in the room and saying lord is there anything for anyone here i mean you're modeling all the time what it is to sort of be in a place of being for others and mm-hmm. looking out and um we'll see evangelists rise up um amongst us that we'll see those who have a real real heart for unity because of the unity that we've had and modeled in the place because we all come from different backgrounds and different denominations yeah. but there is huge unity so yeah i'd love to see god unite churches across wales Mm. that actually we will see we will see revival because young people are sat on fire yeah so actually that's a that's the sort of mission statement of fire starters is is a generation set on fire for jesus Mm. to be sparks of revival Mm. great thank you Mm. um i've never done this before but would you be okay to pray for whoever might be listening to this? Um, mm. Just whatever the spirit prompts you to pray. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Father. Mm. Yeah, Lord, I feel like I've spoken a lot about um, what it is to have boldness of faith today. And uh, Father, I just, I just ask, Lord, that you where there is someone listening, Lord, that that has been longing to share you more in their life and they know that they love you with all their hearts and they are, they're so in love with you. And Lord, would you give them boldness to believe that you, you lead them in their everyday lives. You, you, you want to back them with heaven. Um, when they step out for you and actually your your heart is so pleased when they will be obedient to you where they will have faith where they will trust you that is the, the, the prayer of my heart Lord that you embolden your church you embolden every individual um, with just a passion and love for you Jesus so Lord would you do that Holy Spirit we, we welcome you just to come and and open ears to hear and eyes to see people um, everywhere they go. So Lord, would you pour out your love over every everyone listening as well? In Jesus' name.